As I shall continue in Simon Kuv Samich Sif Beis Hilchus Ntilos Yadayim, the laws of washing one's hands for food, and this is Shemitah 379, specifically focusing on which waters are permitted to be used and which waters are not permitted to be used for washing one's hands. And we'll see here that the waters that the color of the water changes. So. These are not waters which we started discussing yesterday that can be used for washing one's hands. I had mentioned that uh, my boys, their their friends, one of their friends, added some red fruit coloring into their like uh, water system, <laughs> and their mother did not appreciate it. <laughs> they couldn't understand why, of course. Now the bigger issue here is if one can wash their hands with this water. So so we learned yesterday, no, you can't. If you change the color of the water from something else, a dye that you put inside of it, you cannot wash your hands with that water. We now continue to base also the Mayimbalacha. This is another reason why you cannot use water to wash your hands, because you use the water for work. You did malacha with it. And we'll explain what that means. Or for whatever reason, you dipped your bread in the water. Even your intention was to put it, let's say, into your coffee. And you <clears throat> you dropped it into the, you weren't looking, you put it into the washing cup. So even if your intention was not to put it in that water, nonetheless, you did. Therefore, you cannot use that water for washing. It might be a good idea, which I believe I mentioned in a different recording, different share, to try to keep the washing cup out of the actual sink. Because sometimes people will have a little leftover of the cereal or something in their bowl or whatever it might be on the plate. And they figure they'll wash the plate later. In the meantime, they're not paying attention. They put the bowl in the sink, and some of the milk goes into the washing cup. Or those Fruit Loops, or whatever cereal you have, go into the washing cup. Then, then you dump it out afterwards, you turn on the water, you wash your hands, but the truth is, it's not clean water. Because the, the, the residue of that food is still in your, you're not paying attention, it's still into the washing cup. Okay, so after you wash, just the Eitzah, it's not halacha. You just take the washing cup out of the sink. Says the Mishra Siv Katin Vav, bottom right of the page. If work was done with this water, you cannot use this water for washing your hands for food. Because a person uses the water for a specific purpose, it's viewed that this water afterwards is going to be thrown out. And the water is going to be disposed of. So you can't wash your hands with water that is designated to be thrown out. Another scenario where we said you can't use the water if you soak your bread in this water. Once again, it's considered to be that the water was, as malacha work was done with this water, and the water will be spilled out, therefore you cannot use it for washing your hands. Even if someone else put 
the the bread in your water that you're about to use, at the end of the day, <coughs> it was as viewed as water that had molacha done to it. <coughs> so too with other types of molacha, other aspects of if the water was was used for certain work, doesn't matter if you did it or someone else did it, the first opinion says it cannot be used. Take a question second. is not so comfortable that if someone else did malacha with your water, perhaps you can still use that water. Okay, if someone else, in other words, the first opinion was saying that if I used your water, so then you cannot use that water for washing. Rukiveger says maybe it's not so so fast, the, the correct sock. I'll just turn the recorder back on for this, where I was saying that we don't normally do malacha with our water. We don't go to the well, fill up a barrel, and then start doing work with that water and this and that. We turn on the faucet, and the water comes right out, and we wash our hands right there in the spot. But if, for argument's sake, you know, you, you notice you're about to go wash, you're about to go wash your hands for bread, and, and you fill up the water, the washing cup, and then you notice that uh, something on your sleeve is 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 not clean. So you know you just want to dip it. You dip your sleeve into water, and you just rub it off a little like this, and then you dip it back in again to you know make sure you're using that water, right? It's not so uncommon that you know it could happen. You know if you have short sleeves, it'll be a little harder. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> says the Mechaber on the top of the page further. He says like this. He said. Even if your intention was to put it into the bread into one container of water and it fell into the second one, came in at the end of the day, your intention was to soak the bread for whatever reason in water. So this is the question I could see you're asking me where what happens if I fell in by mistake? You know, sometimes you have food around the sink. And something falls into the washing cup. You just fill up the washing cup and something fell into it. So if it fell in by mistake, it's fine. So what do we see over here? It's not a problem. You could use that water. We see the kavana, your intention, plays a role in what's called doing malacha with the water, doing work with the water. And it makes a lot of sense. Of course it does, because that's the halacha. But I'm saying if you think about it, work means you're intending to do some work. It's not like it happened by itself. If it happened by itself, it fell by itself. It's we're saying it's not a problem. If it fell by itself, by accident, it's not considered to be water that you're going to throw away. So too, if the kli fell in the water, and it got rinsed without intention. Right? It's another, it's another way of using that barrel of water. You go to the well, fill up the barrel, you have a basin, and you want to wash your dishes now. So in those days, in the old days, when there was no running water with the faucet, turn the water, that's how you'd wash your dishes. Right? You, have, you, play, you put it, fill up the barrel, and that's how you wash it. You cannot use those waters for washing your hands. If a garment fell into the water. So who has garments around the sink, the kitchen sink? Well, you all do. We have towels. So if your towel was by the side of the sink, 
which that's where you want to have it, so you can dry your hands, and it fell into your washing cup, it's not a problem. Since that was not your intention, just like by the bread. But the water that you squeezed out from the begot, from the garment, from the towel, that's possible. So let's say your towel, you didn't realize, sometimes people, they put the towel near the sink before they know it, a little tip of the, of the towel got into the washing cup. You're having a conversation with somebody. Before you know it, it's being absorbed in the towel, and the towel is soaking wet. So then you, what you do is you take the towel and you wring it out. You squeeze it out over the washing cup. Now you can't use that water. Well, but not on Shabbos. This is Hilchus. This is the halachas during the week. We, I don't want to confuse Shabbos. We're talking during the week. If you use, you cannot. If you squeeze out the towel, you cannot use that water. I just want to differentiate because Shabbos is a different set of halachas. So he says here like this. He says further, If you cooled off wine in water, it's psulim. You cannot do that. You cannot cool off wine in water. Now, once again, anybody here making wine in their kitchen? Okay, we're not doing that. But in those days, you did everything, right? There's no store to buy anything. You did everything. So you cooled off wine with water. It's possible. You cannot use that water. If you washed your pots and pans and things like this with these waters, it's also psulim. You cannot use it washing your hands. But if the kalim were already washed or they're new, then if there was water around there, it's not a problem. It's not a, uh, a dirty type of uh, situation. It's not called, not called malacha. It's not called malacha. was done to it. Let's pick up over here from Siv Katin Tess, where the person cooled off the wine in the water and then we said you cannot use that water for washing your hands. The chashim malacha shall It's considered to be a malacha. It's considered to be work. The water was used to cool off the wine. That's called work. If the wine was cold, and was placed inside of the water, and there wasn't the the water wasn't heated up from the from the temperature of the, the heat of the day, like when you immerse that wine bottle in the water. Ksherin, it's not a problem. It's not considered to be that the water that the water was worked. Ready for this now? Dagim chayim shloyamusu. Okay, so in the old days. Where do you get your fish from if you're not a fisherman? You lie with fresh fish. You go to the fisher store, fishman, right? And you bring home fish. And you put it in the tank. And you put it in the bathtub. And it's still swimming around. And when you're ready for it, you give it a zets. Right? So here, you went, you got fresh fish, and you put in water now. Can you use that water to wash your hands? Says the Mishnah Ruhrah. You put live fish in the water. They shouldn't die. The You're allowed to use that water. Now, in this generation, yes, I know it sounds very odd to us. You're going to be washing your hands with that water. Now, the truth is, it's no different if you go to the river. The fish there also, right? 
right? You can wash your hands with the fish swimming around there also. It's not a problem either. So if you want to make a more uh, Tafshin Pei Gimel 2023 type of uh, scenario, is where you went to a carnival and you brought back a goldfish <laughs> and you had to put it into uh, some water and you find you found the, the the washing cup and then after you put it in there then you find a home for your new goldfish and then you scoop it out you could use that water technically speaking for your washing okay no that's the next line we didn't get to that yet you're ahead of us okay the water is not working the fish for the fish it's just guarding the fish that Tzemech pointed out, it's a bigger Kiddush. Even if the fish actually, because the goldfish have a lifespan of like three hours, <laughs> okay? So even if your fish died in the water, you remove the fish and you can use that water. Okay, listen, we're not saying you have to use the water. We're saying you can use the water. Why? Because it's not considered to be water that Molochah was done with it. Vimediach, if you wash the, the kalim, your, your pots and silverware, let's say you have, you know, your chant was stuck to the pot or the plate, and whatever it might be, and you, you washed it off, or you want to remove the odor of the of the food from the from the dishes, you cannot use that water. So to vegetables, let's say you take out some celery from the fridge, you take it on an apple, you want to rinse it off. You can't use that remaining water that, let's say, you, you have the washing of us again. You have washing ups in the sink. So you, you washed off your vegetables. Then you see your washing ups, you know, you made your salad. Your washing cup is full. You want to go wash on some bread. You can't use that water. Let's give a practical case right now, right? You can't use that water. You just washed off the ve- So the water was used from Allah. It was worked. Now it's mashing that if the vegetables were clean, or these things things were clean, that the water can be used because the water cloud, because then it's not called any work. Right? It, if you wash something that's clean, so then your water didn't do anything really. just like by Kalim. As we just said, however, let's say you take the water and you put the vegetables in the water so they don't they don't wither and get ruined. Says the Magen Avram, that this is called Moloch and it's possible. Some are lenient if they're clean from any any schmutz. Uh, and you only um, you only put it there. Let's just stay moist before you find its its proper you know uh, home for it. And if you have if you find other waters, it's better it's appropriate to wash again without a bracha. So I want to give you a practical example of our generation where this scenario could happen. Like you're thinking like who puts vegetables in on our washing cup in the water that we might use? You ready for this? You go to the flower store, you buy flowers, you come home, you're looking for a vase, 
What do you see? The washing cup. So you put it in the sink, fill it with water, and you put your flowers in there. And you'll get back to it later. You just don't want it to die. Now, you get back to it later, it could be three hours later. You take them out, and then it's time for lunch. We should not use those waters. Now, you look at it, it's totally clean. Totally clean waters. I think that's a perfect example of we're saying, we said, you can, ex post facto, if you did, or if that's the only water you have. It's not the only water we have, though, right? The second opinion you brought, right? But he did, did say, he did say that it's best to wash again without a bracha. So you see, if you put your flowers in water in your washing cup, and then you remove them, it's better not to use those waters. Sifkot in Yud says, If you washed kalim with these waters, you washed pots and pans, dishes, forks and knives, silverware, who had din sham alach so to anything else, kagun shinasam behem kalim shiniz bakubi yamayisachama kadeshitz kavtsu, so too in those days, if something cracked, an earthenware container cracked, or whatever it might be, they didn't throw it out, they tried to repair it. So he says, let's say your, your kalim cracked, and in the summertime, uh, cracked in the summer, and you want to put in the water, so it'll, it'll get a little uh, tighter, okay, con- con- you know, uh, contract. Or you're measuring weights. What he's talking about here in our vernacular is called a washing a measuring cup. His last three, four lines, he's talking about a situation if you have a measure, if you use a measuring cup with the water in the measuring cup, right? So it could be either uh, the markings or water displacement to know how much water is there, whatever whatever case it might be. That's called that you use the water and that water is possible for washing your hands with. I just want to point out that could be why there is an untold rule <clears throat> that you see people, it's not really, you, ha- you don't really have to do this, but you see people sometimes if they come to a washing cup and there's water in it, they'll pour it out and they refill it. <laughs> you right? You see that all right? So it's the thing you're thinking like, imagine you were the one who just filled it up for the next person. <laughs> they come along, they pour it out. You're looking and thinking like, well, why, why would he do that? I just right? They didn't see. Right, right. I understand. <laughs> they didn't see you. That's why I was here. Right. My point is that it could be this this untold you know custom might come from. People don't know what the water was from. And maybe the water was malacha. It was worked. So therefore, to avoid that, people just pour it out. But, I mean, you could ask also. So we just had here a uh, idea uh, that if you take a raw egg and you put it in your water, and if it floats, that's a sign it's not a fresh egg. And if it sinks down to the bottom, it is a sign it's a fresh egg. So the question is, is that considered to be using the water for malacha now? 
And I, I think we would say yes. You're you're using that water as as malach. It's just you know to find out the status of the of the eggs or not. So you should not be washing with those egg testing waters. Okay. Very good. Thank you for that uh, that hara. What's the principle here? I'm wondering. The, in, in the science. In the science, we're not discussing now. <laughs> so he says like this. If the kalim were mudachim, if they were already washed, or they're new, so then you can use those waters, then it's not considered to be a problem. Uh, the truth is we had the three lines of the previous sifkatan where he says, Let's say you put something in the water that has uh, has an odor. Says the shla, he says, no, you can't use those waters. Interesting, interesting. So the Shla doesn't like this. You know, as I'm as I'm reading these words, I'm reminding myself, I was actually at a place, I forgot where, what, what the situation was, where they actually put like some smell of fragrance in 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 the water somewhere. Like imagine someone comes along and drops something or sprays something in your washing cup right before you're about to wash. So the Shlokal says, don't use those waters. However, the Achreinim say there's no Iser. The water wasn't worked. It just has a fragrance to it. It's coming to enhance the water. There's good fragrance of bad. Well, yeah, no, no, no. We're not talking about, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the gasoline or whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? No, we're talking about something that's, that's positive. The question is, you know, it's not water, it's not natural. So the Achreinim say it's not a problem, the Shlo was Machmir, it's a problem. If you have new kalim, new dishes that were rinsed, however, let's say something was, was dusty, and you're rinsing it off, and once again, your washing cup is there, and some of the water is spilling into your washing cup. Right? So that is, it's, it's called you use that water and it's possible. It seems like you are using water to test if their clee has a hole in it. You want to see if the clee has a hole. Let's say you have a, a bowl and someone says, you know, I, I think there's a I think there's a hole in that bowl. So you go to the sink and you fill it up with water and you want to see is any water dripping out from anywhere. Is that considered to be you're using the water? So it's actually Machlech is over here because the first opinion is saying, this is Rekiva Eger, I believe, he says here, that you're not really using the water. It's just like you're not using the water itself. The water is the same water. You're testing the bowl, using the water to test the bowl. The bowl has a hole. However, the the Berki Yosef, who is the Chida, brings the name of the base David, that he is Machmer, that at the end of the day, they view this as called using the water, and therefore you should not use that water to wash your hands with. He says further, 
If you, if the baker, or you're the baker, whoever it is, you used the water by getting your dough a little wet. Okay, it's possible because now you just use the water, right? You use the water. This is going to come back to what we discussed earlier. Let's say you put your hand in the water and he took a little of the moisture of the water from your hand and put it on the dough. Or you cupped it in your palm. The remaining water in the bucket is totally fine. Like we said earlier. Right? You, you draw some water in your palm, you put that on the, the baker's table, you want to use that water for whatever you want, the remaining water is totally fine. Uh, so also, he brings another scenario, if the, if the baker would wash his hands with the water from the dough that stuck onto it. So that should also be a problem. I believe that's what he says here. I'm sorry, he says that's not a problem because your hands are clean. So your hands are clean. Okay, the baker, when he's baking with his hands, his hands are clean. Okay, so we are going to actually looking at the time. We're going to stop here and pick up in Mishnah Rura uh, from uh, Sif Katin Yudalid Tamar Mitzvah Discussing this, uh, the baker and the dough.